Welcome back, everybody. Baseball's back. UTEP's still alive. Hey, it's a it's a good Thursday here on the show. I'm excited about this. Along with Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. I'm taking off tomorrow's show because I have a uh, a little bit of an early engagement I need to get to. So Adrian uh, is going to handle things for me tomorrow. But I got to tell you, man, if UTEP is able to win tonight, I might have to just jump on to start the show tomorrow. I mean, I feel weird not being around tomorrow's, you know. if the, I, I want to keep the good juju going right now, Adrian. I understand, Steve. Last night, it, uh, they won in a swift, resounding fashion. Old Dominion came into the Conference USA tournament a little hot. Uh, UTEP fans were a little worried. As soon as I saw Zarek Onyema in the starting lineup, all my worries went out the window. I love this risky move by Joe Golding, as he called it in the post-game interview with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, and Steve Yellen. Uh, I thought the move uh, propelled UTEP to a great start, and they never looked back in that one yesterday. Listen, um, I had the chance to you know, see what really... It was a weird game because Old Dominion just couldn't throw it in the ocean. They were awful. And you got to give part of that to the UTEP defense, but... Uh, Old Dominion just had one of those games where everything they were throwing up wasn't going in. And and I've seen that on the UTEP side. It's so frustrating when you watch a team that can't score. But luckily that wasn't UTEP that couldn't score. It was Old Dominion. And the Miners did just enough to kind of build that lead, hit some big threes, which were important. Kennedy had a had a big three at one time, and boom, hit a couple, and even enemy And they were just getting into the act. I'll tell you something else. The opening dunk by Onyema was the message. That was the message. UTEP wasn't coming to screw around. They were coming to slam it down your throat. And I'll tell you something. Teams are probably wondering, who is this guy? Like, first off, he's hardly played. He gets into the starting lineup. He just rattles home an alley-oop that was ridiculous. And you're probably wondering, I mean, Old Dominion's probably like, who is this guy? Utah doesn't have anybody that could do that. Who is that? And then he had another uh, basket later in the half, had his four points, played well uh, when given the opportunity, didn't play a ton of minutes, but the message was sent, Adrian. The message was sent. And I'll tell you something else. You know, Utah shot the ball well. Um, you know, they didn't play their best game, but they were always ahead comfortably by for the most part, you know, 10 to 12 points throughout, especially in the second half when they opened up big. And it just seemed like whenever Old Dominion tried to get back into the game, they couldn't. UTEP would always find a way to build the lead back up again. And ODU just never got comfortable in that game yesterday. And much of that's credit to UTEP. Yeah, I felt, I felt like yesterday the front court for the Miners really stood out for me. I mean, Titus Verhoeven had a fantastic, fantastic performance, I thought, on both sides. I mean, he's he's having to guard those tough bigs for the Monarchs and then also having to score on the other end, which he did. He scored in double figures yesterday, and I thought he looked sharp. And I, I think that he really led the charge for the front court because Zarek had the nice start. Uh, Sibley off the bench was decent, and he really helped the Miners. And then they could, you know, feed to the guards whenever they needed a bucket, which uh, really helped out the Miners. They uh, stumped Old Dominion in the first half to shooting yep. just 24% from the floor, and I, I give a lot of credit to the UTEP defense for what they were able to do. Oh, you have to. You absolutely have to. So, you know, that's that's so important. And I'll tell you something else. I mean, they all played well. Um, 
you know, Boom played terrific. So did Biennemi. Kennedy came on in the second half when you needed him to, and he finished in double figures. Titus played well. We already talked about Zarek. I mean, hey, balanced effort yesterday by UTEP. Balance. And the crowd was awesome. Tons of minor fans out there at the Star in Frisco. They probably have the the strongest contingent of fans uh, in this tournament, which could be including even North Texas. I can't wait to see how North Texas will, will uh, since it's in their backyard, how they will go. But the minor fans were loud. They were there. And now they got Middle Tennessee tonight at 7 o'clock in a game that's on stadium. By the way, all right, let's review how to get stadium. You can watch it online. You can watch it with subscription services. I do understand that Border City Ale House will have it tonight um, at 1506 Lee Trevino on the east side. Um, I also have been trying to contact um, Angry Owl Grill on the west side. It doesn't look like they're going to have it, at least as of now that's the case. So I know they had last night's game on the plus, but uh, tonight, different network, different day. But here's the crazy thing, okay? If you have rabbit ears at home, Yep, that's right. Rabbit ears. You can actually watch the game tonight on 14-4 because they were showing the uh, women's quarters this morning on stadium. So there you go. I mean, listen, it's 10 bucks to buy a cheap pair of rabbit ears at Walmart or Walgreens, wherever the heck you want to go. Go run over to your television, hook it up. You can watch it tonight. So even if you don't have it on your cable or satellite package, you'll be able to watch the game. It's the way to do it. Or you could stream it and then airdrop it to your television if, you, if that's easier for you. But there are plenty of ways to watch the game tonight. But my advice is always the same. If you're going to watch it, turn the sound down, listen to John and Steve, call the action right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. And no doubt, Steve, that's the, that's the only way to watch and then also listen to Voice of the Miners, John Teicher and Steve Yellen calling the action. Uh, that's exactly what we do back here at the studios and we get a chance to watch it and then uh, post all the updates and do stuff for our website as well. So that's definitely the way to do it. It's so confusing. You know, I feel bad for Miner fans because yesterday they were th- they were uh, led to believe that, or some were led to believe that it would be on ESPN+. Plus Today it's Stadium. Now tomorrow, if the Miners advance that far, it's CBS Sports network so just a, a circus and, a, and kind of a carousel of the different television providers that uh, you know these games will be televised on yes yeah, so cbs sports network tomorrow and saturday stadium today espn plus yesterday yeah so confusing that's just that's such a mouthful right there come on man you know what this is why i hate this conference because you i mean most leagues you watch games on one channel not three and every day it's something different. I know. It's so frustrating. It really is. It's the is. worst TV deal in America because nobody does this. Nobody goes back and forth from ESPN to stadium and then to CBS Sports. It's like pick one and stick with it. Why can't they just go ESPN Plus, put all the games on the Plus, blow off that subscription thing that they've got and just go there? I mean, really, Steve, there are championship games and other mid-major conferences that exclusively play all of their uh, conference tournament games on ESPN+, and it Fine. works out for them. And, you know, those those games are the games that people are able to tune in because, uh, let's be honest, like, if you're not from El Paso, the chances of you having an ESPN Plus subscription are pretty high if you're if you're a sports fan, you know? And if you're just cha- switching through the channels, you want to watch college basketball, why not throw on Conference USA Championships instead of, uh, oh, let 
let me have to schedule it and see if yes. I actually do have CBS Sports Network. No, it's it's terrible and it's very confusing. It is. It, and a stadium? Are you kidding me? Serious? Who watches stadium? What's on stadium? This is this is what's on stadium. The Conference USA quarters are on stadium. This is like the poster for stadium TV. It is exactly right. I mean, they should be thrilled stadium's getting this. Minor fans are like, what the hell's going on here? But that's just the way it is. So we'll give out our awards. Minor Talk was good last night. Congratulations to those of you that stayed up late with Adrian and Sal. You'll do it again tonight. I'm excited about it. Um, again, you know, Joe Golding is one win away from 20. That's pretty remarkable. It really is. Uh, and I, I've been asked a lot, you know, how the Miners going to do tonight. Well, look, back-to-back games, you never know. They could go from playing great last night to awful tonight. You just don't know. It's never easy to, to, to run it back, especially since Middle Tennessee is rested and they're kind of waiting for UTEP right now. But it is going to be interesting to see if Josh Jefferson will play tonight. He's averaging 14 a game. And according to Nick McDevitt um, and John Rothstein, you know, he's got an undisclosed situation that's questionable for the game tonight. Adrian, what does that mean, undisclosed? Yeah, I have no clue, Steve. I, I know that there's no in, official like injury report or anything like that. So if you're a head coach, you know, even like Joe Golding, let's let's put a, a Joe Golding for an example. When Keontae Kennedy was out through Conference USA, no one really knew what injury he really had until afterward. He announced that he had a fractured foot, and that's what kept him sidelined through all of Conference USA play. So these coaches can kind of be uh, mysterious with their injury report and just say, "Hey, he's available. He's not available. It's an undisclosed injury. We're not going." really talk about it and maybe that's the case right there maybe they don't maybe it's like a leg injury and they don't want UTEP knowing so that you know they know that uh not to attack Jefferson on the defensive side of the ball I don't know but for some strategic reason that's why I mean the the coach did it I still expect him to play I, I I really do I don't think there's any way he doesn't play so we'll see he's second team all conference USA could you imagine that would be the craziest thing of all so second teamer that's not there I mean, no, I, I'm with you on that. I just, I don't know. I mean, this this injury was just thrown out of the blue out there. Yeah. I don't know well, if it was a tactic. I, I I just don't know it whether or not he'll play. Hey, five days ago he was out, okay? So he's had some weird sort of injury is what they said. So he missed the past two games with an injury. And they lost those two games. They did. So, I mean, look, he's a senior. He's averaging 14, point, point, 14 points a game. They're not the same without him. So if they don't have Josh Jefferson tonight, they're going to be in some trouble. So the undisclosed injury is my favorite. That's when you know he's hurt, but just don't know what it is. Exactly. And right now, I, I've been refreshing my Twitter page, trying to get some info. Uh, I know there's somebody who tweeted out he's expected to be back, but then yeah. I checked that, and uh, that person uh, does not, isn't close to the situation whatsoever. More on the gambling side of things, and I know some people are sourcing that, but I just want to you know, steer everybody in a different direction until we know the official word on whether or not he'll play. First off, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites over the minors, and... I want to see if UTEP's offense can click like it does. There's there's a couple of keys here for UTEP. They got to rebound better. They did not rebound well at all yesterday against Old Dominion. They struggled, okay? That we know. But they scored. And they had no trouble scoring. If they can go ahead and get their points against Middle Tennessee, they're going to be in really good shape. Really good shape to get to the semis. And at this point, sky's the limit. This team is built for a run. They really are, okay? 
First time they've won a tournament game in five years. That happened yesterday. They can get to 20 and have a legit shot at the semis. Hey, all bets are off. Anything's possible with this UTEP basketball team. No, I'm not going to call NCAA tournament, but they're gonna have, they have a run left in them, and that's exciting if you're a UTEP fan. You just got to get through middle and and then see uh, and see where the chips fall heading into tomorrow's semi match. No, you're exactly right, Steve. I also I look at this UTEP team right now. If you're trying to put a ceiling on this group, you're just wrong. And if you're telling me that they're going all the way too, I think that's rushed. I just think that you got to be just excited about this team and the potential they really have, the upside they have in the rest of this conference tournament. It could end today. It could end Saturday. I mean, the way that things yeah. are going. Going right now, uh, the sky's the limit for this group, really, and it sounds a little cliche, but you know, even going back to that previous game against Middle Tennessee, I just think that that was not a good indication of what UTEP could do as a basketball team. They were coming off a two-game uh, road swing against Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss, and had to finish it out on a Monday game against Middle Tennessee. It's a tough one. Line ringing in eight eight zero five seven six three. That is our telephone number to kick it off here on a Thursday edition of the program. As Sports Talk is up and running, love to hear from you today. By the way, great day today. Great day. UTEP wins. Baseball's back. Good. It's the way it should be. Okay. And they and they took a they canceled a week um, yesterday, and they just added it back today. Baseball was supposed to be starting April the fourteenth. Now it's back to the seventh again. So not only did they get a deal done a day after the deadline, but they've reinstated that second week of games that they had originally canceled. And by the way, I would expect them to play one sixty two. They'll find a way to take that those first two series and make it up during the season. And there's a lot of cool things coming up, by the way. The stupidity of having a runner on second and extra innings to speed up the game, that's gone. Thank double, goodness. Double headers that are seven innings each, that's gone back to nine inning games. So there's a lot of interesting things with this agreement. And one big one that nobody's talking about, but Evan Drellich caught, about, caught it about 20 minutes ago. Apparently players now have expanded rights to engage in promotional and endorsement activities with sports betting companies was very restricted before. Now it's loosened up. Sports betting before was a matter of league policy. Now it's been decided by both sides. And you wonder, okay, baseball has always had its rules against betting. If you're going to ease up now, then you got to put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. You cannot. I know he broke the cardinal rule, but baseball doesn't have that rule anymore. So how are you going to punish somebody for something that was done that obviously, as things are evolving, it's completely changing the way baseball is with gambling and, and uh, sports betting sites. If you're going to let ball players endorse and seek promotional opportunities with those betting sites, but you're going to keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame, that makes no sense. None. Especially when you're watching just baseball. Like last year, remember when they had the lines, like the live lines, like on the bottom? Yeah. Like you're, you're really promoting gambling to a whole other level right now if you're the sport of baseball, but you're turning your uh, head over to one of the best players who played in, in well, uh, baseball with Pete Rose. The, he broke the biggest rule that baseball ever had when he played. You can't bet on the game. You can't do that. He broke that rule. That was the one rule baseball had. He broke it. Okay? Banned for life. But if baseball is going to bring gambling in to this extent and have players receive endorsement money and promotional opportunities with gambling companies, then how can you take the whole betting on baseball seriously anymore? You can't. They're loosening it up. They're being very hypocritical toward this whole subject. And, I mean, there's one thing of putting a FanDuel uh, sticker on your helmet or something along those lines, and there's another thing of posting it all over social media and promoting it as part of the game. So that's probably where it'll go, right? I would think so. Well, well that's that remains to be seen. But anyway, baseball's back. Excited about that. 
You're only going to miss a week of the season. They got five years of, uh, of, of CBA in this. So that's, that's good news. We don't have to go through this nonsense for another five years. 18 past, 8805763, our telephone number. Good to have you with us. We've got two hours plus on a Thursday as we head over to Charlie One and get our first traffic update of the afternoon.
22 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. No guests today, right, Adrian? Unless you have one. I don't have one. Not that I know of. That means just your phone calls today. And by the way, I know we usually stack the show with guests almost all the time. Open two hours today. Let's fill them up with as many calls as we can. I want to get more calls than minor talk last night. Is that possible? I mean, Yes, I, that is possible. I don't think so. I think you've got the number one show on this radio station, this included. I do. I've been saying that now not for true, a while. Not true at all. I disagree with you. I think minor talk is it. That's the show that everybody wants to listen to. They all want to tune in. It's the most fun after these games, win or lose. But I would love nothing more than to spend two hours plus with you. It's my last – hey, it's my last show for a, a good week, folks, because – uh, next week we've got tournament games almost all week, and you know I'll I'll be um, away from the show, so you won't get me after today probably until the twenty first. So I would love to spend some time talking with you on the phone today. I really would. So we got lines available. I'll tell you right now, two lines are open. Here's the telephone number eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our number eight eight zero five seven six three. And with baseball coming back, the NFL news yesterday and the day before, and the big story with UTEP winning, I mean, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of conversation to get to, and would love to talk to minor fans. And not only that, how about also K.J. Lewis going to Arizona? That's a big story we could talk about as well. Choosing U of A over Texas Tech. It's a big deal. So... He's always wanted to go to Arizona. Now he gets his wish. So a lot of good things. A lot to talk about. 880-5763, our telephone number. Um, Did we close the poll? I guess the poll was closed before yesterday's game, right? That's correct, yes. Let me see how many total people voted in our poll. We were at like 75 yesterday afternoon before the end of the show. Let's take a look at this poll here. Um, Oh, you guys went poll crazy. That's awesome. All right, here we go. We had a total of 124 votes. 5% said first-round exit. Well, that didn't happen. So the 5% of you, shame on you. Let's talk about the other 95%. 15% said win one game. So that leaves us with 80% to go. And it is split right down the middle. 40% say win two games. 40% say win it all. 80% say they're going to win tonight. They do. Wow. No, actually... Um, 60% say they're going to win tonight because that left us with, um, well, no, I'm, I'm confused. 40% said they win tonight, right? Because we had 40 of the 124 votes. 40% said win tonight. Well, I'm saying like at least win tonight. Oh, I see what if you're, you're saying. Com- yeah. Win two games or win it all. You're right. Hey, that is 80% because you just add them all up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you but that, that No, no, no. But I, I, what I'm getting at here is, Steve, everybody's being very optimistic about this UTEP basketball team. Yesterday, I cautioned everybody by saying it could be over, but the yep. Miners looked fierce yesterday. If they're able to start off hot in this game against Middle Tennessee, who's the top seed in the East Division, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe the fans are right. Maybe the optimism is valid right here. Well, listen, uh, Middle Tennessee finished 22-9 and on the season, 13-5 and in Conference USA. However, taking a deeper look at this team – you know, they had a crazy win streak. They won, let's see, two, four, six, eight in a row. Eight in a row, um, and UTEP was in that that eight. And then they lose at Charlotte and at Old Dominion. And they lost to Charlotte by four 
Old Dominion, uh, they lost by four without their second team All-CUSA player. Chances are if he's in the lineup, they win both of those games. And now, and that is one of the reasons why Josh Jefferson, the team's leading scorer, is such a big, big part if this team is going to be able to make a run. No doubt. And Middle Tennessee last game, they really uh, benefited off their bench against the Miners. It was not necessarily their starters. It was guys like Cameron Weston coming off the bench and uh, and scoring 12 points for Middle Tennessee to help them. But also Josh Jefferson in that first matchup against the Miners, he scored 14 points, grabbed four rebounds. Uh, he also dished out three assists so he could fill out the stat sheet in a big way. And uh, if they get him, he's a, he's a key factor to watch. Big, big fact. You're right. Good point. Good, good point. All right, you expect to see um, Onyema tonight as well in the starting lineup? No, I well, I don't know, Steve. I wonder if yesterday was just one of those riskier things if they liked the matchup a little bit more. I, re- I remember from the first matchup uh, against Middle Tennessee that they like to go a little smaller, they so do. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sibley back in the starting lineup or them go with a veteran presence like Alfred Hollins. But uh, if they go two, twi- uh, two games in a row with Zarek Onyema, I mean, that's a statement. They, they love that lineup then. I mean, Onyema played uh, 12 minutes in the last game against this team, finished with four fouls, did not take a shot, had two rebounds. I mean, realistically, the only guys that scored in this one um, until things got away late, you had Boom with 24, and then nobody else even finished in double figures. And this, that's that's why it's so important to get guys like Biennemi, Verhoeven, um, you know, and, and also Sibley and uh, potentially Hollins in the mix. Of course, you'd love to also see Satterfield start to make some shots too. That'd be great, but balance is the key for UTEP. You just can't put it all on Sule's shoulders all over again. Yeah, and you have to have balance in your depth, like in your bench as well, because that's where Middle Tennessee beat UTEP last time. They had a lot of production off their bench, and when the twos were out, they beat UTEP's bench, and that was pretty much the end of this one. So, I'm curious to know if Joe Golding's going to play his guys extended minutes. I thought he would pull out guys yesterday at the five-minute mark, but he kept players in, you know, close to the two, three-minute mark, and uh, he didn't empty out uh, his bench and, and had them play yesterday against the Monarchs. So, uh, you know, minutes per you know minutes per game in this one uh, among your true uh, backcourt, which is Sule Boom, Jamal Biennemi, uh, Keontae Kennedy, that's going to be very key to watch. I'm with you on that one. 28 pass. Let's go to John. He's joining us next on the show. John, what's going on? How are you? Doing good, Steve. Well, I guess baseball's back. It is. Owners just ratified it uh, 30 to nothing, so we are ready for baseball, and I believe they are now opening up the spring training complexes to big leaguers beginning tomorrow. So there we go, John. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh should be a crazy three or four days here with everything free agency and trades and spring training. Everybody needs a home. Yep. Exactly. So it's going to be in, it's going to be interesting. Oh, for but, I mean, you know, the next week are going to be this weekend is going to be nuts because you've got huge is. names. You have Carlos Correa. You've got Chris Bryant. You got big, big free agents still left without teams. And now, and from what I'm hearing, also there's talk that the Padres could be a big mover, and they might try to get rid of Eric Hosmer and Will Myers, and they might even attach some of their top prospects just to get out of those contracts. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, obviously the Padres affect the Chihuahuas a, yes. a ton. So we're going to see, you know, what they do. Um, you know, but obviously, you know, at least on my side of it, as much as I'm happy to see it back, of course, you know, there's some things in, in that deal I was not really pleased about, and some that were eyebrow raisers. Um, 
first, the one that I was not happy, I, I've been checking on Twitter with Hyman and with Jason Stark, and the two main guys I follow for baseball. I have not heard anything about a cap floor. And to me, that's the biggest problem baseball has. Biggest problem. A couple of weeks ago, you know, I was going based on the Pirates' payroll. I Googled it as soon as they said the deal was done. I did not know the Orioles and the Guardians or Indians had a $29 million payroll. How the hell are you going to compete with that? You can't. You absolutely can't. You can't. There, there's no way. You can't do it. So, I mean, but... We'll see maybe in a couple of years something will happen and they'll raise it, at least double it to maybe $60 million or so, make it somewhat feasible for teams well, to compete. Let me say this, though, okay? You look at the way the Rays uh, competed like they do every year, and in 2021 they still had a very low team payroll, and yet you know what they did? Seventy one yeah. million was their payroll and look how far the Rays went. So the point is you can do it with a low payroll, not twenty nine million. You need something yeah. closer to seventy five. But mm-hmm. if you have a really good run organization with good young talent and a good manager, it's possible. It is. It is possible and, and you're right, you know, more along the threshold of seventy million. It has to be respectable, Stephen, you know this. Of course. You know. Of of course. But the one thing I do agree with you, though, I did not hear about that gambling thing until your show. I didn't even know that was even part of the deal. But I agree with you. Now that that is in, there's no reason they can't put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. No, Pete Rose, Joe Jackson, listen, they're going to have to start opening up the floodgates because they're changing the game. They're, They're completely changing the way they've approached gambling and betting and letting players profit now off of this i mean it's uh, yeah it's not even a question yeah and and the last thing it really intrigued me steve the international draft i also i didn't even know that was a thing either in in the agreement until i heard it uh, last night i love it steve the only downside for me anyway is the 20 round draft that's asinine Yep, that's still too many rounds. But if you do it, maybe ten rounds American players and then ten rounds international. Okay, I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. Well, let's hope. I mean, I'm telling you, and there's there's good things coming out of this. I think that this is the first time in a while we're seeing something that you know years later we're going to say this. This is one of those landmark agreements that really makes progress, John. I'm excited about that. I really am. Yeah, I, I I hope so. But the only thing, though, is me being a National League guy. Mm-hmm. i got to get used to the DH now. Me too. Me too. I'm with but, you on that one, pal. But then again, but, it just means that uh, pitchers are not going to get hurt batting like they have in the past, yeah. and we're going to see a lot more guys getting on base because, uh, you know, the DH changes the way the game is played. That's for sure. You don't need as many pitching changes now in the National League because you got a DH, so you don't need to make as many moves as you normally see. So boom. Yeah, no, and, 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 you, br- and you brought that up. And the last thing, Steve, I did, it popped into my head. I do also love the rule that they had in there with the CBA of, I think a guy can only be called down to AAA five times. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You can't go that, up and down a that, thousand times that, that like you used to. That is a good thing. Yep, a great that thing. That is a good thing because it's too much up and down, up and down. No doubt. 
No doubt. Agree with you, John. Hey, well said. Good call. Appreciate you getting in. 34 past 8805763. More phone calls coming up right after Adrian in Sports Center. Adrian, lines available, 880-5763, our telephone number. Listen to this, also part of the new agreement. Jared Diamond tweeted this out a little while ago. Starting next season, the schedule in baseball will feature fewer divisional games, and every team will play at least one series against every other opponent, including in the other league. The exact format is still being determined. That is also really interesting. So now... Everybody plays everybody at least once. I love that, Steve. Don't you? Because now you get, if you're a fan of a certain team, you get to see everybody across baseball come to you or you go over there and you get a chance to uh, play them in a series. And I think there's a a bunch of what ifs. Like, hey, what if these uh, teams end up playing each other? And I think this will, you know, allow all baseball fans to see the bulk of uh, the the different players across the league. This is also great for fans because Mm -hmm. now they get to see all the players across the league as well. it's, It's a good, you can't lose. Even if you don't get every Every season, every series to be home and away it just means that, hey, if you get a team for away net one year, you'll get them home the next and vice versa. So that's great news. You're, you're going to see a lot of good baseball against everybody now. And so it should be. Let them all play each other. I mean, that's, hey, interleague, you've, you've now have a universal DH. So with a universal DH, the rules are the same. You might as well just let everybody play everybody else. There's no reason to have to worry about uh, playing so many divisional games anymore. So I like that. As long as Dodgers-Giants finish the last series against each other every year, I'll be happy. All right, uh, 38 past the hour. Let's go to King Eric. He wants to talk some UTEP hoops. Good for you, Eric. Thanks for the call. What's going on? Good. Doing good, Steve. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. Um, hey, Steve, I told Adrian, they did it. They finally did it, Steve. One down, three to go. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, this is the... Biggest win so far that I've ever witnessed in my life. And I haven't been around that long, so that just goes to show. Well, let me think. How old are you? 21. All right, so that means you were born around uh, what, uh, 2001? 2000. So here's the thing. The biggest things that happened in your life was definitely the Billy Gillespie turnaround season, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. But you were probably about you know, four, five, or three, or whenever that happened. And then when um, Barbie took his last team to the NCAA tournament, you were probably less than 10. So I could understand how you were excited about this, because now you're 21, you're old enough to appreciate it, and it means something, because the other big events that happened in your lifetime, you were too young to really know what that was all about. Yeah, I vaguely remember that Barbie uh, tournament run. Vaguely, like very little. But, yeah, this one I can definitely say I remember it for sure. I mean, it just felt good. Listening to it on the radio, they just felt like they wanted it. They just came out and established it early. And hopefully this momentum keeps going. I was telling Adrian, Middle Tennessee is not very good on the road. Yes, it's a neutral site, but it's still away from their home arena. and They're not very good at all. So they can very well get it done today. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And you're right. I mean, we said the same thing about Old Dominion. We said that they weren't very good away from their home gym, that they were kind of a, a problem uh, when, when they were on the road all season. I don't know. I mean, I look at Middle Tennessee, and you got to realize that they had a very, very good season in CUSA. And um, they did lose to UAB by 22 on the road. They also lost to Rice and North Texas on the road. Seven to North Texas and four to Rice. So I can see where you're coming from. They beat Marshall on the road. 
They beat Western Kentucky on the road. And um, they also swept FAU and FIU on the road. So those are their road wins this year. But they struggled in the Texas trip. And there's no telling how they're going to handle things against UTEP today. I've been to a lot of these tournaments where, you know what, you get a hot team and they're playing well, they're going to roll. And especially when you got a team that's kind of sitting around waiting to play, that's that's tough. So, you know what, I do like UTEP tonight. I, I think they got a real shot, and that's and that's important. That is important. I mean, Middle Tennessee hasn't played in, I don't know, a week maybe. So, who knows? Maybe they they cool down. I mean, you hope so, right? But, I mean, we'll find out tonight. Yep. Hey, Steve, the best news, baseball's back, Steve. That's the greatest news I heard today. Man, as a big baseball fan, I was like, wow, they finally got it done, too. It's so crazy. I was like, you know what? I was starting to think that the season may not even happen. The way it was going. I know. But they finally got it done. I'm happy too, Eric. Good phone call, man. Appreciate you getting in. Spring training is going to be a little different next week. That's for sure. I'm going to tell you something. I was really kind of getting ready for minor league spring training for the first time in my life. I I was okay with the fact that we're going to go see minor leaguers. Yeah, because it was going to be so unique, right, Steve? But, hey, at least you'll have the advantage that maybe some others don't have, and that is the fact that you had already planned this right now. So you got the early start. Hopefully it won't be as packed out there, and you'll, you'll get a chance to be in front of some of the big names out there at spring training if they're out there. I'm hoping. I am hoping. By the way, uh, Leo underscore minors fan wants to know if the game's going to be on 14-4. Uh, this morning, women's quarterfinals were on 14-4. So as far as I'm concerned, Leo, 14-4, which is stadium on the over-the-air HD antenna feeds, should have the game today. It should. So I would be surprised if they pull it off. I would expect it to be there. So that's my best advice. Yeah, and I, I think UTEP men's basketball just tweeted out a stream link. I'm going to do they the did. same. I'm just going to tweet it out because uh, we're going to get a lot of questions about this. Where do, where can I watch the UTEP game? There's a, a lot of different ways that people can. Yeah, exactly. Tons. All right, 18 in front of five. We're going to have more phone calls coming up. We'd love to hear from you. Let's fill them up the rest of the show, folks. Just like the old days, the good old days. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. Want to hear from you as Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Nine in front of five as we continue here on Sports Talk. Looking forward to the next time we get Jim Ward back in our Lubingo studios. Speaking of UTEP hoops, huh? I think he's on tour right now. I think Jim is actually uh, touring uh, over the uh, next three or four weeks in March. Oh, wow, that's awesome for Jim. I know he's a huge UTEP basketball fan, and uh, he's uh, he's somebody who, who uh, chimes in and uh, messages me about questions and stuff like that. So, yeah, Jim is a, as much invested in UTEP basketball as any UTEP fan, I think. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Nine in front of five right now, 880-5763. That is our telephone number. So much sports, especially on the website right now. Um, Adrian, I'm the I'm going down the rabbit hole. The more I start writing about the UTEP women, the deeper the story is getting right now. And it's like I'm, I wanted to finish it yesterday. I want to finish it today, and I just keep writing about it. As I was looking at the UTEP women going deeper and deeper into what happened, do you realize that last season, Katia Gallegos shot forty four percent from the field, forty four percent. So and that's I think, a great number. And 38% from the from uh, from downtown. Good numbers, yeah. First team all conference USA. This season, 34% from the field. Oh man. 28% from three-point land. 
You know, there's some really bad stat games from her, like box score games that, from Katya. Now you'll see some of those that are, are great Katya-like games, but yeah, the inconsistencies well, from her have been so puzzling for me because we know what kind of a player she she really is, and this isn't really her. It's one thing when you drop 2 3 or 4% from one year to the next, but when you drop a full 10% in percentage points in your shooting, that is just that's that to me is is such a uh, it's a it's a head scratcher. You can't you can't really figure that one out because 44% is kind of what you you've what the bar has been and from 44 to 34 is a huge dip. Oh, it really is. And I, I mean, just for reference, I was like uh, harping on Sule Boom in January for his inefficiencies in shooting. And I was saying, you know, he, he's shooting career lows and field goal percentage, three point percentage. Now we quickly picked that right up. And, you know, if you looked at him yesterday, you would have thought, man, Sule Boom is as efficient as you can get seven of 11 from the floor. Yep. But to drop 10 percentage points right there for Katia Gallegos and uh, to really dip that much in terms of field goal percentage, yeah, something's not right. It, it, I just don't know what it is. Me neither. So I'm just starting to dig into it, and that's why the story's not out yet because I'm trying to get to more, you know, more research in and figure out what really went, went wrong. I, I know that they had quarters where they just got outscored badly. I mean, one quarter they scored six points. On, I think it was on Tuesday they scored uh, three points in the second quarter. So they've had, their, they, they've had their issues where they've, you know, they just have this one bad quarter and then it haunts them. And they also had a couple of games where they just couldn't play in the fourth and they – they got outscored and, and unfortunately just couldn't uh, couldn't get it done. So uh, the hardest part with the UTEP women is uh, when I look at the team, I saw so much talent on paper and they just didn't get nearly the results that you expected. Now, maybe Katya was pressed to score because they were playing from behind at times. Now, when she's trying to force her shot, maybe that's where you see the inefficiency come with hers and that's where you really saw her dip in terms of production. She's the best player on the team. She's always been the leader of the team and this year just wasn't the case, which you know, when you see somebody who was so good as a freshman take the next big step as a sophomore and you figure this year, her third year with the program, would have been one of the best players in the league game after game and instead taking a step back, it's just a head scratcher to me. This, It's one of those things I can't figure out. I wonder if it's fit. I wonder if the, this current roster, the way it was constructed, if she didn't fit around it. You know, Destiny Thurman was somebody who poured in a ton of points for the squad, so yep. I wonder if that clogged up the backcourt for her opportunity, for Katia's opportunities. I don't really know, Steve, but yeah, it's such a weird, weird uh, issue with the women's basketball season and how it closed out. If you want to watch tonight's game, 14-4 on HD is probably your best bet. Over the air HD TV. Marcus Vick just told us that Rice and North Texas are on right now. He even said it's easy to find free people. Uh, should have no issue finding this channel. Because it is over the air free antenna, 14-4 on the HD platform. If you want to watch it, and you can listen on 600 and have the best of both worlds. Turn down the sound. Don't listen to those stadium guys. Listen to John and Steve, and you're in good shape. All right, hour two right around the corner. Stay with us. Phone calls, tweets as we continue right here at 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, here we go. Hour number two is underway along with Adrian Broadus. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Miner is getting ready to play in two hours from now. I'm excited. Going to go home. Going to go watch this game tonight. Wish I was in Frisco with the team. But I thought the fans were amazing yesterday. Amazing. They were loud. There were a lot of them there. UTEP travels so well to this facility. They always do. 
And it was a great crowd uh, last night of minor fans, and it's got a chance to just keep getting bigger and bigger as this team keeps moving. Yeah, a lot of people posting yesterday on social media that they were out there at the Star in Frisco. It was people from the 915, people from East Texas just making the trip out there to the Star at Frisco and uh, getting a chance to watch the minors. You had a chance to see Babe Laufenberg check in yep. to watch UTEP men's basketball. A lot of local Dallas fans who who checked in as well and, and uh, watched, uh, watched as the minors beat old dominion so yeah i expect a big crowd today as well are we gonna get uh, john and steve at six for like a good 30 minute pre-pre-show because let me tell you something i want to know about what yellen ate tonight and also uh that workout looks legendary because steve was at the gym in the hotel kind of bundled up he's wearing a hoodie long sleeves you could tell that he's he's burning through the calories and he's hanging with like Sule Boom and Alfred Hollins and man it looks like Yellen's got an intense workout going I want to find out about this today don't you yes I want to know more about this the fact that he's got these selfies with some of the UTEP players it looks like they're in a hotel gym that's what it really looks like to me or if there's like a gym makeshift gym for these uh, conference USA teams that all the players get a chance to experience Maybe that's the case, and Yellen snuck in with a player card or something like that. But, yeah, these pictures are hilarious, Steve. I definitely want to know uh, more about this. Yeah, we're in the same boat. We all do. So hopefully we'll get a chance to find out what's going on um, with Yellen and, and, and John. Maybe we can get a little pre-pre-show at 6. We normally get them on about 6.15 before the uh, the minor uh, countdown to tip-off starts at 6.30. But maybe we can get a little expanded bonus time with both uh, gentlemen uh, at six today and have a little fun. I know John would love to talk about baseball, f- uh, figuring out what they needed to do and get to free agency and, and all that. So see if we could try to get a little extra from John and Steve. But we've got no guests this hour, which means it's all about you, all about your calls, your comments. Want to hear from you, especially after last night's win, tonight's big game against Middle Tennessee. What do the Miners need to do to punch their ticket to the semis? That's what we want to know. That's what we're asking you right now. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. If you want to talk minor hoops, this is the time to do it. Baseball's back. Now that baseball is back and that instead of canceling two weeks, they only really uh, pushed one week, and they're going to make those games up because I think they're going to go back to 162 this year anyway. Um, I want to hear from fans. You 99-day work stoppage. 99 days. Did the did the work stoppage change the way you f- think about baseball? Or will you forgive and uh, come back? That's another question I want to throw out there today to you at 880-5763. And by the way, a very, very interesting little subplot for baseball today. Something that happened that nobody's really talking about, but Evan Drellich uh, talked about this. Players now have expanded rights to engage in promotional and endorsement activities with sports betting companies. Was very restricted before, now it's loosened up. Sports betting before was a matter of league policy, now it's been decided by both sides. So, you think about this. I mean, how bad was gambling in baseball? Do you know that years ago, Bowie Kuhn, who was then the commissioner of the game, banned Willie Mays for life because he was just a greeter at Bally's Casino. He wasn't even gambling. He was just a greeter, and he assigned the deal to be one of these celebrities that would shake hands with you when you come into the hotel. Because of that, they they banned him for life. 
Now, obviously, Willie Mays got it reversed, and so did Mickey Mantle, because these those were the two that did it, and ultimately, Bowie Kuhn threw the book at him, later reversed it. But you think about Pete Rose and what he did, and Joe Jackson and all the others that you know are involved in, in baseball gambling, and I get it. I know it's the rule you couldn't break, but now that baseball's doing this, is it pretty hypocritical to keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame and Joe Jackson if you're going to allow players to make endorsement and promotional opportunities with sports gambling sites? To me, that's as that's as hypocritical as it gets, Adrian. Yeah, it really is, Steve. How can you go off and ostracize all these different greats from the game uh, when it comes to uh, what they did with sports gambling? Yet you're you're embracing it at this level with endorsements, with promotions, which could cross some some lines that we've never seen in not just baseball but in all of the sporting world. No doubt, I, I think sports and gambling is going to have to take a serious look at this because the way this thing is evolving right now. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be trickier and trickier, especially with online gambling and being able to place bets from your from your smartphones and how much money is being wagered now. It's easier now than ever before to gamble on sports. Yeah, you could just tap on your smartphone. You could even Steve the way that it is right now. If you're in a state where gambling is not legal, you could still participate in things like this. Like if you're in the state of Texas, you can go through uh, jump through hoops and find a way to get out there, uh, work with the book and stuff yep. like that, so no one is really protected at this level. 100%. So you want to talk baseball? We can do that with you. You want to talk football with Khalil Mack going to the Chargers? We could talk about that with you today. Plus NBA, college hoops, March Madness. The Texas Longhorns bounced out of the Big 12 Conference Tournament today by TCU. Texas had a 20-point lead. 20-point lead. 18 at the half. Chris Beard's team could not put away TCU today in the Big 12 tournament. Very disappointing, Steve. You pay all this money to buy out Shaka Smart last year, and you assemble a mega coaching staff under Chris Beard. You lure him away from Texas Tech, yep. and they've fallen way short of expectations, and their argument is, hey, it's year one and all that. No, when they were recruiting Steve, they were recruiting to win the national championship this year. 110% agree with you. All right, two lines are open. Want to hear from you. 880-5763. That is our telephone number. Oscar is going to kick off hour two of the program. Oscar, welcome aboard. How are you? Hey, hello, hello. How's it going? Good, Oscar. What's going on? No, so I just gonna, wanted to give my taste on yesterday's ball game. Yes. I thought the Miners did pretty good. Like the first half, they just owned it. But once they felt with that 18-20 point advantage, I felt they were so comfortable that they were just shooting without really uh, focusing. That's why we ended up with a 10 lead. So I think tonight's game, they have to be really focused and don't, if you have a lead, just keep with it. Don't relax at any moment. Yeah, kind of keep the keep the uh, the foot on the pedal and just kind of keep the gas going and, and try to put a team away. I totally agree with you on that. You just, and You just mentioned uh, Longhorns last night, like they had the 20. So it's just, it's a ball game. It doesn't matter if you're first, you're last in the conference. I mean, UTEP has the team, Sule Boom. I mean, we're pretty good, so I think Miners can pull it off. What do the Miners need to do tonight, in your opinion, to beat Middle Tennessee? Well, uh, I would say the only thing we're slacking it is uh, maybe um, pay attention on the fouls. Because, you know, uh, fouls are critical in, in these games, which is go home. So I think our offense with uh, the enemy and boom, we're good. It's just defense that we need to, to keep it tight. 
Yeah, UTEP was also out-rebounded yesterday, 41-36, and that was a big thing that Joe Golding talked about after the game, wanting to see his team become more aggressive on the boards. Right. So I just want to give a shout-out to all the minor fans there, and we'll win tonight. All right. Good job. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for getting in today. Bye-bye. 12 past the hour, 880-5763. Good job, Oscar. Appreciate you doing it. And now we go from Oscar to Angry Dan, who's back with us on the program. Angry Dan, it's been a while. Good to hear from you. Likewise, Steve. It sure has been. I just got three points, and I don't want to hog the air because I want to hear your opinion and the other three. The first one, I really think, like I was telling Adrian, I think the Miners have a shot tonight simply because they played well last night. If that's going to carry on, they for a change, yeah, they got some. Uh, the other team got some easy baskets under the bucket, but they played defense better than than they had in the past. Mm-hmm. The game will be on TV tonight, fourteen four. There so you go. Rice is playing right now, so people can see it. Uh, Katia, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to say she's a bad player. Anytime you can play D one and be a starter in any team, you are good. Something's wrong with that team, and it's chemistry. And if you remember when you had uh, Coach Baker uh, talking about the portal uh, last spring, yep. some, something, something just chemistry's not there. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and maybe somebody can expand on that. Baseball, I want you to think about this. You mentioned that being hypocritical about the Pete Rose and Shoeless. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's take a modern-day example. So now that... Uh, Let's say steroids. For a while, they were not illegal. Now they're illegal. So are you going to go back and punish all the other people that uh, cross steroids or use steroids? Because now it's uh, a felony or it's against the rules. You know, it's, if you're going to be hypocritical, it could be either way. Absolutely. And, uh, and, yep, I'll, let right. you, I'll let you speak about that, okay? All right, Dan. Appreciate your time. Hey, Thank you. Thanks for the call. Look, when it comes to roids and PEDs in baseball, they've already let guys in that, uh, even though they never failed the test, there's plenty of suspicion. Look, um, David Ortiz was on the list, okay, back in uh, 2003. David Ortiz was on the list, and he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, if that tells you the way writers feel about guys that are good guys, even though there were their suspicions about failing tests, please, baseball's got enough issues to deal with right now. But as far as the Hall of Fame goes, I had no problem with baseball keeping Pete Rose out because of what he did. But that was when baseball had the rules. You can't gamble and you can't be associated with gambling. Like I said, years ago, Bowie Kuhn punished Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays by ultimately banning them for life from the game. He reversed it, but that was a big deal, Adrian, a big, big deal when Kuhn took on both Mantle and Mays. And you want to know something crazy? Peter Uberoth, who was the commissioner of baseball, reinstated them in 1985, saying that they were the most beloved and admired athletes in the country and belonged in baseball. So... Can you imagine that for for six years in the late 70s through the uh, mid-80s, they were actually banned from baseball, those two? 
Man, I can't. I really can't imagine that right there. That just shows you how uh, baseball really had no, uh, no. I, I guess no. Um, I don't know patience when it came to score sports gambling in the sport. Uh, when what you're referencing right now, what we're looking at right now, Steve, is sports gambling as a disaster waiting to happen in the sport of baseball as it stands with what we were talking about with the CBA because uh, allowing these players to profit is going to make everybody in you know years past very upset. Said that they uh, turned their their uh, you know their heads over uh, and overlooked some of these great legends who played yeah. the game just because they were affiliated with sports gambling. But now they're embracing it. Exactly, which is why you got to pretty much do an about face with what you've done before. I mean, you know, did did Pete Rose bet it, bet on baseball and his team? Yeah, he did. He sure did. But the rules are going away and the rules are changing. So how can you have a sign saying you can't bet on baseball, but you're going to allow players to make millions being an ambassador for a sports gambling site? It doesn't make sense whatsoever. And now that we have sports gambling sites so readily accessible to everybody, it just opens up a, a can of mysterious uh, hypocrisy well, right now. Ask Steve. Calvin Ridley about that. There you go. That's what, that's a prime example, $1,500, and that just cost him $11 million. Absolutely right. All right, good start uh, here to hour number two of the program, 880-5763. That is our telephone number. Good, steady stream of calls. Let's not stop with the minors coming up tonight. 14 dash Four, by the way, if you want to watch the game on over-the-air television, that's what you need to do. If you do not have an HD antenna, you still have an hour and 45 minutes to go to the store. They cost about 10 to 15 bucks for a low-end one. You want to spend 25 or 30, be my guest. Go ahead, pick up the antenna, hook it up to the uh, antenna portion of your television, and when you set those channels, 14-4, you'll watch the game in HD tonight for free. And then you can turn the sound on mute, listen to John and Steve call the game, and you've got the best of both worlds. All right, come back with more in a moment as Sports Talk continues. But first, here's Charlie with traffic. Two lines are open, 22 past. Sports Talk continues, 880-5763. That is our telephone number, 880-5763. Minors has a date with Middle Tennessee after the game. Minor Talk. Presented by the Oscar Audietta Allstate Agency will be coming up. We'll give out our awards, which include our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game and our Keats Southwest player of the game, which, by the way, if you missed Minor Talk last night, we got to recap how that went from yesterday's game. We'll give you those awards here in a little bit. You can also tweet the show, 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm happy to hear that the feed is working well for all of you. By the way, um, Kimbo Pops tweets the show. With my smart TV, um, Stadium already is an app that's included. You can also download the app on your phone or iPad. Um, I have not purchased a new television in 10 years. And I don't even think I own a smart TV. So I have really nice HD TVs if it was 2013, but the TVs for 2022 are completely different. And the reason is, call me old-fashioned, but if the TV hasn't broken down yet, I'm not ready to buy a new one, as cheap as they are. I know it's crazy because you can get a great set for 500 bucks. That's smart with all the bells and whistles. But Adrian, 
I still like my 46-inch Samsung that's uh, about 15 years old and the picture looks as good as ever. Yeah, as long as it's got the HDMI port on it, which it probably does, and it's got oh, it the... Oh, three of them. Yeah, then you're fine. That's really all you need, right? I mean, that's all the... You know, the smart TVs are great because they have the apps installed in the TVs uh, to begin with, yes. but if you've got a Roku or an Apple TV, you're good to go. I've got a, I've got Apple TVs. I've got um, Amazon Fire Sticks. Everything you could possibly imagine. Perfect. You're, you're, you're fine. We're golden. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, but Kimbo Pop does say that it's an app he's got. Good for you. I'm happy about that. Um, by the way, um, if you don't want to mess with apps and you just want to watch it on over-the-air television, 14-4 is where it's at. That's the, uh, that's the channel. I'm a big fan of the HD antenna. Uh, mostly for big fights on the stations from Mexico when you can now watch them in live with no delay because they're that good now. It used to be an hour delay, and now it's pretty much simultaneous. So anytime Canelo fights, you can watch it in Spanish, and all the big fights are there. So, you know, between between um, the Mexican Premier League, Liga Mekis, boxing, and all the other good stuff, there's a lot of good reasons to go over the air. Oh, there are, Steve. The The picture quality is atop the list of it because uh, you're getting the best quality image for all this stuff. I agree with you on boxing. I agree with you on soccer. And then when NFL season kicks off, Azteca does that like uh, Mexican version of Red Zone, which is also pretty fun to watch. I always catch my dad ch- uh, switching onto that channel as well. And you have to have a backup just in case – your direct TV or your cable goes out. Let's say you lose internet and you're like Adrian and you're watching it on Hulu television and, you had, and you're basically streaming all your TV, but your internet goes out. Then what? Then you're screwed unless you've got your antenna and you can at least have a backup to watch the networks. I mean, that's, it gives you something out there. So I'm telling you, there's, there is advantage to spending a little money as an insurance policy just in case and for days like today. No, you're exactly right. I feel like uh, just having that backup option is always the way to go. Uh, if you can't do it on your phone, your laptop, your desktop, your TV, you know, you can always rely on the antenna because, yep. I mean, hey, that's that's the easiest thing to do right there. Let's go to the phones. Daniel's joining us next. I've got two lines available, 880-5763 here at 26 past the hour on Sports Talk. What's going on, Daniel? Hey, buddy. Hey, I agree with you. Uh, if you got everything you need as far as your TV is concerned, don't fix it if it's not broken. When you're ready to buy a new TV, you'll get it, and it'll probably be cheaper than it is now anyway. So, well, I think I paid <laughs> I paid a fortune for that 46 inch Samsung back in the day because yeah, it was the it was the be all end all of TVs. And mm-hmm. now I'm like I'm I'm patient. It still works. It still looks good. We haven't had any issues. So yeah, I'm exactly like I'm talking like you're saying. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. So it's exactly. okay. What else is going on? Well, speaking of money. Um, you know, I've been going to the Chihuahuas uh, opening night every night since they started. Yes. And uh, tickets have always been reasonably priced, and they still are. But this year, compared to last year, I even had to go back to my email to, to confirm the price last year. I've never paid more than $15 a ticket uh, for some good seats. Uh, they're all along the first baseline, all on the second deck. And I love those seats because you can see everything, especially with all the play going on right at that first base. Yep. And tickets have never been more than $15. This year, those same tickets I've bought the last six years or seven years, they're 25 bucks. That's a $10 difference. If I'm buying uh, four tickets, that's $40. Bucks. Uh, that's a big difference. And 
normally I buy more than four tickets because I'll take my, besides my immediate family, I'll take my kids and, and then their husbands and so forth and everything. You know what I mean? So I end up buying normally about 10 tickets. So right. At $25 a pop, that's quite a bit. Now, the only thing I haven't checked is the price difference between opening night and maybe even the second or third night or fourth night in the series. So let me say this. They're going to dynamic pricing, which they've never done before. Number one, they're doing that. And Oklahoma City is the first opponent. It's the most popular team in triple. Absolutely. In baseball, they draw, they sell out those games. Fans will pay. And you get fireworks on a Saturday, and it's and it's opening it's opening night. Um, you're going to pay higher for that series than you will any other time during this year. And more than likely, if you if you skip the opening series, um, or you skip opening night or Saturday, and you go to let's say an off night, um, and and do that, you're probably looking at a much lesser ticket or another opponent. You're looking at a much lesser ticket price. So. Um, they're going to vary this year and range based on dates, opponents, promotions, all that stuff. But I'm telling you, I get what you're saying, but the Chihuahuas always draw well for the Dodgers, and it's their first series of the year. So this time around, they are doing things they haven't done before, and that's making those tickets more expensive than they've been because they'll yeah, probably sell them out anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I'll have to look into that. I mean, believe me, not that I mind. Uh, it's the first night. It's opening night. Yeah. For me, it's a big deal. Um, I love the Chihuahuas. I love supporting them. Um, but uh, I just thought it was crazy that it was such a, a big price difference. But, yeah, you're probably right. And, and I'll look into it uh, somewhere in another series and stuff like that. So Yeah, check it out. And let me know what you find, especially when you when you go at a regular series that's not necessarily Oklahoma City. And you mm-hmm. look at, you know, a, a normal series, which I think now the series are going to start on Mondays. Right, Adrian? Or is that... Uh... Or well, Tuesdays. This, Tuesdays. This one's going to be on Tuesdays. That's right. They're they go, night, here's Tuesday. yeah. Mondays are now their travel day. That's, That's right. right. They're going to travel That's on Mondays. Day. So they're going to go Tuesday through Sunday from now on. So. Nice. That's and, and that's what I want you to I mean, look at a Wednesday night. Look at, you know, um, what a Tuesday night will be after opening night when it's not Oklahoma City. And I think the prices are going to be much more in line than what you're used to. Okay, cool. All right, guys. You guys have a great night. Appreciate you, Daniel. Talk to Take you later. Care. 880-5763, our telephone number, as we continue here on the program. Bottom of the hour right now on Sports Talk. All right. Middle of the show, let's send it back to Adrian and get this Sports Center update. Adrian, thank you very much. 32 past as we continue here on Sports Talk, 880-5763. That's our telephone number. Stretch915 uh, just messaged us on our free mobile app powered by United Bank saying, guys, do you know how to watch the Miners ball game? Uh, the answer, Stretch915, is you have different ways tonight. Uh, stadium's going to have the game. So some people have stadium on a cable or a satellite deal. You can stream stadium for free on your phone or smart device or watch it locally on channel 14-4, which is one of the HD channels from KFOX. It's their fourth HD channels. You can do that as well. So stretch. Those are the best ways to do it. Either on the app, smart TVs, some smart TVs have it on your phone or other device. And you can always uh, kind of, um, you know, watch that on your television using another device like an Apple TV or potentially a Roku or just watch it over the air. 
Easy ways to do it. No, exactly right, Steve. There's so many ways, and I think uh, for a lot of the tech-savvy people, just that stream link is real easy to click on, watch the live wa- feed, uh, but also those people who have over-the-air antennas can watch it just on their te- on their television for free. So a lot of easy ways to do this. But if you're not tech-savvy, okay, if you're not tech-savvy, go buy the HD antenna and just go watch it on the over-the-air feed of Channel 14-4. That's the easiest way to do it. Because then it's part of the free package. You'll get all the other bonus HD channels in this city that they've got. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, a lot of old vintage television, which CBS puts on and other uh, you know other different tiers of HD. And, hey, it's the way to go. There's a lot of there's a ton of digital channels on the local tiers. No, there are, and uh, that's that's what makes it so easy to use, and also you know uh, real beneficial to use as well, Steve. So yeah, a lot of easy ways to do this. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That is our telephone number. As we continue here on Sports Talk at uh, thirty four now past the hour. Uh, meanwhile, there are other games going on around college hoops right now, including. Games in Conference USA, and uh, to tell you about that, since I know we just got done with SportsCenter, North Texas is destroying Rice, Adrian, 35-17 at the half, and that is a, a clinic that they're putting on. They, yeah, they're killing them right now. It's Usmane down low who's really yep. crushing uh, uh, Rice and their big men. I know Pierre had a good game against UTEP when he played uh, the minors for Rice. But, yeah, it's really Usmane for North Texas who's led the way. 14 points and five boards here at half. You surprised that La Tech's got a uh, 12-point lead on Western Kentucky right now early on? No, I'm not, actually. I, f- I feel like Louisiana Tech is still a really good team. I, I still uh, pick them in the top tier of Conference USA despite how they uh, finished off their record in conference 12 and 6 overall that's not indicative of how good of a team they are uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go far in this tournament I like Western too though I'm happy they're staying in conference USA because from a basketball standpoint I think La Tech and Western Kentucky are two very solid programs add that with UTEP and really all of the holdovers minus FIU are good basketball teams no doubt. And with Western Kentucky, this is considered a quote unquote down year when they're 19 and 12 and 11 and 7 in Conference USA. So that just shows how good of a program this t- this uh, team really has. And uh, I know it's a, a good turnover. They had Bassey last year. They have a lot of new guys this year. I like Jamarian Sharp. And, you know, Davion McKnight was the first team all conference player at Western Kentucky. But maybe they bow out here in the quarterfinal round against Louisiana Tech if they're not able to come back. The other team that we're not mentioning is Middle. Tennessee, right? That's the only other holdover after uh, the the um, conference reshuffling will take place. That's correct, yes. Middle's got a great basketball program. Western Kentucky's got a great basketball program. So does La Tech and UTEP. That is four really, really good basketball schools that'll be sticking around after we get all we got all the crap out of there after this uh, next couple of years. We're going to be okay. I think this league's going to be a good basketball league at nine. Yeah, and you look at the, the schools that they're acquiring, like Sam Houston State. They're a strong team out of the whack in basketball. Liberty's a sharp team in terms of basketball as well, and I'm not too sure about Jacksonville State, but we all know what New Mexico State brings to the table as far as once they join Conference USA. So, hey, when the, the conference reshuffles, 
Rebels, I think uh, things will be fine. And how about this, Steve? How about all the three Sunbelt teams who are ready to leave Conference USA? Uh, you know, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and uh, and I'm forgetting about the third one that's uh, it's escaping my mind. But they all bowed out in the first – Marshall, they all bowed out in the first round in the Conference USA tournaments, and they've already uh, left and exited Frisco. Are we talking about the Jacksonville State Gamecocks from the A-Sun? Is that, that going to be the other team that's coming over? Jacksonville State's coming, yes. They just won the A-Sun and punched their there ticket into the NCAA tournament. They're 13-3 and in the conference, 21-10 and overall, and they're going dancing this year. So you're talking about if New Mexico State contends for a, a whack title, that's one right there. If you're talking about Jacksonville State, that's another. And then maybe one of these uh, one of these teams at a conference USA, like uh, you know Louisiana Tech, ends up winning the conference. Maybe that's the the new conference USA right there. Very competitive. I think that's a big uh, overarching storyline with this. Very competitive in conference. Yeah. So we just took the A Sun um, automatic qualifier that wins the tournament. And um, and they're coming along. So you bring them with the other teams from the WAC and the holdovers right now. I just feel bad for FIU because they're going to be the doormat of this league. But here's what I love about the new Conference USA in basketball, okay? Nine schools, and if eight of them are really good, this could turn into a multi-bid league, which we've all been waiting for forever because all of a sudden there's no weak links and you've got a powerhouse from one to eight. That would be amazing. Yeah, if you have teams that are uh, winning games, not you know, w- uh, winning game after game, and really putting together a nice resume in their non-conference slate, why not? Why couldn't Conference USA be a two-bid league in, in the next five to six years? Why not? I mean, it's possible. Liberty's going to be good. You already know what Jacksonville State's doing, and then you know what New Mexico State's bring what they're bringing, and Sam Houston. I like it. I like it, folks. All right. We're going to come back, wrap up hour number two in a moment, and get you ready for John and Steve. They are less than an hour away, and they'll join us during our 6 o'clock hour as Sports Talk continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 47 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. Love to get your thoughts on uh, what we've been discussing so far. Good job by our pal, El Paso visuals. <laughs> love this account. I love his Twitter account. It is awesome. It really is. Back in America, El Paso visuals. Well, you know what? I hope he had a good trip. Yeah, I hope so too. He's back though. That's 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 what it's all about. Well, Ivan's Ivan's everywhere, man. Oh no doubt, he definitely is. He tweeted the show that uh, the A Sun. Sorry, I don't know the name. It's the Atlantic Sun. Uh, automatic qualifier, uh, it's Bellarmine. They're not going to make it to the tournament per the NCAA rules of having to be in D1 for a couple of years. That's right. Uh, this is their second year transitioning, and they won the tournament. But since Jacksonville State was the regular season champ, they get in. Thank you. Good job, El Paso Visuals. Welcome back, man. That's awesome. Anyway, um, good. Also, let's see here. Yeah, the game is going to mean they're they're not. I, I don't believe UTEP's going to be pulling. They're going to be pulling the, um, the game off fourteen four. I hope not. That would be awful. Could you imagine if they put the oh, other no, game on instead? No, 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 no. Let's would, not even think that way. <laughs> my brother's not even in town. He's in Frisco, so he won't even be able to troubleshoot. Oh, he's in no. the crowd. Oh no, that would be awful. I, well, I guess that's why you got the backup stream link. Got to have that just in case. You never know. You never know. All right. We continue here on Sports Talk. Hang on one second, folks. I've got something for you, a little surprise. Yep. 
somehow during championship week, Adrian is continuing to watch a movie a night, as is promised, and review them on the show for us. He has been watching terrific movies for the last couple of weeks, ever since we started this project. Adrian, what movie are we going to profile here today? Steve, I have a great one. I am so excited about this one. The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. This one was one I was a little worried about. I saw, I was looking at the trailer. I wa- I watched, uh, or I watched a little preview that Netflix gives you. And I was like, oh, no, what am I doing on this one? And it turned out to be one of my favorites that I've watched so far. Vampires, and I dreamt about vampires after watching Did this Did you really? One. This gave you dreams. Yes. And I, you know me, I like horror movies, but this one's like a horror indie comedy film and I and it got 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. IMDB rated it 7.2 out of 10. Um, this one is about two teenage brothers. They go in opposite directions. One gets involved with the wrong group, which turns out to be a vampire group. And the other one, he's like a comic book nerd who wants to go out and destroy all the vampires. So I thought this one was hilarious. I also thought it was a little scary at times. Like they did a great job with the makeup, with the costumes and stuff like the shots when you would get a close-up of the vampires themselves oh, yeah. were excellent. I, I lo- really, really like this one. I don't know who recommended this one for me, Steve, but whoever did, this is a this is a great, great recommendation. Well, number one, um, whoever recommended it to you, it's good that they did because Lost Boys is definitely one of those movies that you should be adding to your list. Uh, and, and you think about it, I mean, this is a movie that came out in 1987. So this movie is 35 years old this year, but it has withstood the test of time. And uh, you think about all the uh, famous people that are in this movie. Kiefer Sutherland is in this. You've got uh, Jason Patrick, Corey Haim, the late Corey Haim, Diane West, Corey Feldman, um, Jamie Gertz. There's There's a great cast of people in this movie. Steve, I just, I love the fact that, like, all the play, uh, all the characters really played off each other real well. Like I love the dynamic between uh, the older brother who ended up uh, becoming a vampire and the girl who was in the movie who felt bad that she recruited him. I mean, she was kind of like they kind of had this thing going on, this little love affair, and then she he ends up being a vampire because he's trying to chase this girl. So I just found it hilarious. I'm gonna give this one eight out of ten bananas. Very, uh, nice. very solid movie. I can't wait to watch another one like this. So it doesn't get the golden banana, but it still does really well in terms yes. of the reviews. Yes. Like oh, that. and look at Sal. He's wearing his Buckets for Sale shirt today. Ah, uh, Sal is sporting the look. He's got the Sule Boom look going here from the Lube and Go Studios. boy, Sal. Appreciate that. Again, folks, you get a new movie every day here on Sports Talk with Adrian and uh, his movie reviews, and that's part of the fun. It really is. Um, meanwhile, let's see what else we've got here. This is from our pal Tristan Pence. Tweets the show. Interesting to note that UTEP opened as a three-and-a-half-point underdog last night. The line now has UTEP only a one-point underdog. Vegas likes UTEP in tonight's game. This tweet is for entertainment purposes only. Thank you, Tristan. By the way, I think also the Jefferson status could be what's moving the line. Because if Jefferson is confirmed not playing in this game, that definitely could swing the pendulum 
towards the UTEP Miners. There's this Twitter account that's Oliver at Go Middle, at Go Middle underscore Oliver, who covers Middle Tennessee. He's their beat writer with Go Middle, the publication.com. He reports right now, this is what he says, Josh Jefferson is questionable for this game. No information. No information on whether or not Josh Jefferson will be playing in this one, and the reason why this is so significant, uh, not only did he score in double figures against the Miners in the previous matchup, but he's also a second all, uh, all team, I mean, excuse me, all conference second team selection uh, as of this past week. So. He's averaging 14 and a half a game. He's their leading score. Yeah, and the two games that they dropped before the tournament, he wasn't in there. I know. So he's still questionable. Still questionable. I guess we're maybe it's now a game time decision, right? Like they're not gonna, we're not gonna know until both teams step on the floor. Yeah, but do you want to say it's interesting? Even if he plays, he might not be 100. percent so the advantage there is, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of Jefferson tonight. And with UTEP's defense, that could be a real interesting factor as they go up against Middle Tennessee without one of their big guns. And even if the big gun is there, what is he? Is he is he 75%? Is he 50%? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know at all. And I mean, even going back to the previous matchup, I think that's such an anomaly for the Miners because they had a game on Thursday, which they beat Louisiana Tech. Then they go off Saturday, they beat Southern Miss. And in a, in a rare three-game road stretch, they go Monday against Middle Tennessee to try to preserve their win streak, and they drop that game. They didn't have a good start in that one. They they trailed 24-16 to to start, and then Middle Tennessee built a lead and never trailed by less than eight points for the rest of the game. They won by 18 in that one, and I don't expect today to go uh, like that one uh, that we saw earlier this year between the Blue Raiders and the Miners. Miner Eddie Mac keeps thinking it's a stomach bug. I don't know if the stomach bug could last for a week and a half, Eddie. I don't know about that. So he keeps thinking it's you know it's it's a stomach flu that makes him um, questionable, but that bug's been going on for a week now. Most of the time you get over a stomach bug in a couple days. I yeah. think Eddie Mac is just trying to he's just trying to speculate. He yeah. doesn't know. No, he doesn't. But also, I mean, the fact that he was out last week and then it's pouring into this week, that's a long stomach. That's a long, long time for a stomach bug to happen. Yeah, so, what do you eat, Ed? Tell me, what do you have? That's my question is what could give you a week long stomach bug? So, I'll tell you who doesn't have a stomach bug, it's yelling. Well, I want to find out what he ate next when we come back and we want to get details of his crazy workout that he was, that we saw pictures of on social media. So, we'll talk to John and Steve coming up in our six o'clock hour right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.